The Philippines is a rice-eating country. Aside from our local farms, the staple has to be imported just to satisfy the dietary preference of Filipinos. Of late, however, bread has been making inroads into the Filipinos' regular fare. It used to be just pandesal, pandelimon, and panamericano. And then came gardenia. It completely changed the entire spectrum of bread favorites. From the friendly neighborhood bakery, we are now offered a huge variety of choices in the supermarkets. All these can be attributed to the vision and remarkable foresight of a gentleman who went from pharmaceuticals to paints and finally to baked goodies. Hello, I'm George, and this week's episode of Masterclass, we take a look at the phenomenal success story that is Gardenia. And of course, we also take a look at the phenomenal success story of the man behind it. Joining me are our regulars, Podmom Patsy Ferrer and creative maven Gerald Tria. And of course, our guest, the one and only Juno Mali, head honcho of Gardenia Bakeries, Philippines. Hi, June. Welcome to the Masterclass. Hello, everyone. See? You know, uh, uh, the, the way he talks, no? uh, you, you can uh, easily spot na he is a marketing person. He's so amiable and uh, he, can sell, he can sell freezers to Eskimos, right? Ganun ang ano eh. Ganun ang dating ng June. Just uh, for a background, June was my classmate ever since we were kids. <laughs> mm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we were kids. And, uh, we celebrated first then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and uh, we we celebrated the 50th anniversary of our high school graduation last year, right before the pandemic. Mm-hmm. That was the last time we saw each other. And, uh, you know, it's good that uh, uh, we're back together. June, okay, uh, tell us your story first uh, from the University of the Philippines. And then you became a drug pusher and then a painter and then finally a baker. How the heck did that happen? <laughs> what happened was uh, I, my first job was with uh, fast-moving consumer good Procter & Gamble. And at that time, okay. I learned a few of the ropes there in marketing. But I studied in the University of the Philippines, primarily marketing, uh, because that was my love. That was my passion. But my weakness was finance, numbers. I was weak in numbers. So to overcome my numbers uh, weakness, I had to study finance first. So I finished in the university finance. And after I finished finance, then I finished my marketing. And then from there, I went into uh, a fast-moving consumer good, Procter & Gamble, where I worked there for a year. And then after that, I went to a few other companies. I went into carpets. I went into welding equipments and welding rods. No, And then I went into pharmaceuticals, where I started having my biggest successes. Well, with carpets, I did some great successes. And then with... Uh, uh, with pharmaceuticals, I was able to make a product uh, that was dying become a major product in the Philippines. A big success. What product is that? That was a product at that time called Tagamet. And that was an... Oh, yeah, Tagamet, right. Uh-huh. It was an anti-ulcer drug. All consumers were uh, taking antacids to, to treat their uh, ulcers or drinking milk, which was bad for... Uh, Philips Milk of Magnesia, remember? Yes. And... Uh, so what I did is I, I made consumers go to their doctors and increase the number of patients of doctors. And since doctors were getting more patients, they were prescribing <laughs> Tagamet. No? And, and I used uh-huh. innovation there. 
I did not use the traditional way of uh, marketing a product, which is a pharmaceutical product. Uh, of course, I still went through the process of getting the med reps to promote the products to doctors, but I went beyond that. Mm-hmm. I used publicity, which was free. I started publishing, getting doctors to come to the Philippines. You see them plastered on the front page that they're coming here to talk about the breakthrough ulcer drug. And you should see your doctor about the breakthrough ulcer drug. We never talked about the brand, just the concept of breakthrough ulcer drug. And patients went to the doctors and naturally the doctors prescribed my product. That was my innovation. Don't do things the way the traditional marketing process goes. And then I went into, after that, I went, moved to another company and you're not going to believe this. You did not mention it. I went into agrochemicals. I was selling pesticides for farms. Is that Herx? Yeah, that was already in Herx, no? And uh-huh. had an agrochemical company. The, the business was 80 million at that time. By the time I left it in seven years, it was almost 500 million already. It has grown uh, in seven years to that level. And we almost were number one in the Philippines already by the time I got transferred from pharmaceuticals, uh, from uh, agrochemicals. Agri- in agrochemicals, I applied the concept of radio advertising. Imagine, I studied the farm. We, you have to study the farmers. Study your market. Mm-hmm. When you study your market and understand how you can motivate them, do things differently from what your competitors are doing. So what we did, we mm-hmm. came up with the uh, radio commercials that were aired at four o'clock in the morning. When yes, in, of course. At four o'clock in the morning, the farmer is having his, his cup of coffee and suddenly there's an explosion on the radio. The explosion will say, kaboom, patay kayong mga kulisa. No? Gamitin mo. So the farmer, nagulat siya, tumapong pa yung kape niya. Na, nabigla siya, no? And then he remembers the brand. And the next time he goes to buy his agrochemicals, he buys the insecticide that I was marketing. And that's how we made the product grow. Then I moved back to pharmaceuticals and then I went into a paint company, no, uh, started selling paints, <laughs> no? and then I moved, uh, I, I retired. I thought it would be nice to retire early at a young age. It's not fun pala to retire early. No, you don't yeah, do uh-huh. anything. No? So I had money, I could retire, I could relax, but what was I gonna do? So in just a matter of two weeks, I said, I got to get back to work. I got to get do something more, something that I can be proud of. So I joined a bakery, a simple bakery, thinking that I could start my own business and run a bakery, not realizing the problems in the baking industry were tremendous. So then, since I was there already, we changed the way baking was done. Bread was produced in a fully automated manufacturing plant, untouched by hand. And that's how, and then, but if you have such a plant, you produce a lot of products. But we were not selling that lot of products. So we concentrated mm. on only one product and we started selling it at the premium price. Yeah. Uh, uh-huh. Because the product was uh, used a lot of expensive ingredients and you have an expensive equipment to produce it and you have expensive distribution network. So the product has to be expensive. It was priced 20% compared to all the other brands. And it yeah. was purchased by the market because we catered it to the right target market and we innovated the way breads were marketed at the time. So the idea was mm-hmm. keep doing better what is being done by the others, but if you can innovate, do something better, then you can 
succeed in any business that you want. So I've been in different businesses and that is what I've always been doing. Think of two things to innovate. Only two things. Tayo mga Pinoy, mabilis tayo mga opya. We can always copy and adapt yeah. technologies, processes, what other companies or what other industries are doing. Even in movies, ginagayaan natin yung mga technologies nila. Let's copy it. But one thing lang, do it better. No? Yes. Now, if you can do something innovative, totally different, wow, that's an invention. That's great. Do that. Do that first. If you can do it differently, that's the first thing you should do. But if you cannot do it differently, just do it better than the others can. Ganun lang kasimple yun. And you're successful already in innovation. Doesn't cost much to do that. Mm-hmm. What pushes I, I you, June? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Gerald, um, first. No, sorry. I, I was just going to ask because um, prior to Gardenia, there are there is actually um, a household staple that is um, uh, that has penetrated the market aside from Pandesal. So I want to ask, sir, um, how how was it that um, you were able to overtake this particular brand? And yet, um, right now when you say bread, it's gardenia. So even in the small, <laughs> even in the small stores now, if you say meron ba kayong gardenia, they don't say meron ba kayong loaf bread anymore. Meron ba kayong gardenia? So how, go, how did you overtake that uh, market? Because before, like you said, it's actually priced higher than the previous brand that um, consumers yeah. consume more. Let me share a secret uh, uh, process. I teach this in the academy in De La Salle. No, uh, I, t- I tell my students this. No, You know, marketing is very simple. You learn this in elementary school. The teacher told you, get a jar. Fill it up with balls. Once the jar is full of balls, the teacher will ask you, is it full? Chevre, it looks full, but it's not. You know you can still add pebbles. So then you add pebbles. Mm-hmm. And then you ask yourself, is it full? Not yet. You can still add sand. Then puno na siya, yeah. no? You add sand. Is it full? Not yet. You can still add water. Now that you've added water, is it full? Chevre, puno-puno na yon. No more air pockets inside the jar. What do you do next? Get another jar. No? In marketing, mm-hmm. think of that very simple principle. This is not in the books of Philip Kotler, but it's mm-hmm. the basic principles are still there. First, start with just the big market target that you want. What do you want to achieve? What are your products? Now, your products may be the, gold, the balls that you put in, and that could be the specific target markets you want to capture first. That becomes your first primary target market. And then you expand to another market by going into uh, putting in the, sa- the pebbles. So how did Gardenia start? We, st- we are expensive. Our product is very good. It's a lot better than any other product in the market. But that won't sell. It won't fly unless you can really convince the market this is worth value for your money. And how do you do that? So okay. we first focused on those who can afford it. So we looked at the AB market first. And where does the AB market buy? Yeah. Supermarkets. So we had to go to the supermarkets mm-hmm. first. So our gold balls are the balls in the jar were the supermarkets. And the jar was first Metro Manila market. You cannot go all over the Philippines. You cannot spread yourself very thinly. You will fail. So we just focused on Metro Manila first and the supermarkets first. And not all supermarkets wanted us. For example, Rustans refused us. 
no? For many oh. when we started, and they're supposed to be the number one uh, supermarket. Yeah, high end. They're, they're oh. the A, B, they're the A market. <laughs> but how can you compete if the bakery of Rustans is owned and managed by the wife of the owner of the supermarket? Right? Yeah, no, right. That's correct. So we could not come in. So we had to wait several years until we could finally convince them to start carrying gardenia bread. Because once we come in, their loaf bread will definitely no longer sell. Because our products, we knew our products were better. Consumers will shift to us. And that's what happened with a lot of supermarkets. And many supermarkets at that time did not want to carry us because they had their own bakeries. But still, that was not mm-hmm. first the balls. And then from there, we went into the groceries. Mm-hmm. Then we went to the Sari Sari stores. Those were the pebbles. And then we went house to house delivery. That was the sun. Yeah. No? And then the water doing more new things, even products. We started with white bread first. Then we introduced wheat bread. No? Wheat bread. And then we started introducing flavored breads, chocolate bread, mm-hmm. no, all kinds of flavored Black forest. No, raisin bread. And then we started introducing Padisan. And it took some time before we yeah. were able to reintroduce Pandisal. Because Pandisal, when we came in, actually Pandisal was 60% of the total bread market. And loaf bread was mm-hmm. 40%. Yeah. Now it's the other way around. Mm-hmm. No, Loaf bread is really? 70% of the market and Pandisal is only 30 to 40% of the market. That is what is happening. Wow. Does it have anything to do, sir, with um, like the expiry dates of products because pandesal gets um the consistency gets different easily yeah is that why um right now people are shifting preferences to like say loaf bread that lasts longer um how how were you able to sell the pandesal given that condition well what we did first was uh we had to you have to focus you cannot carry at the beginning like the jar full focus on your main product first and in our case we just focus on the white bread first then we introduce the wheat bread then we introduce the flavor before we introduce the pandesal but it took us three years to reinvent the pandesal we started the market the product has to be always better than the existing product in order for you to succeed your product has to be definitely better and perceived better by your consumers in order for you to be able to capture the support of your market otherwise you have to be priced lower than your competitor. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's your mm-hmm. only advantage. You are the same, so you should be cheaper. And that means you are less if you're cheaper. So what we did with Pandisal, Pandisal had problems. It was an economic uh, barometer. If the Pandisal is shrinking, right. the economy is shrinking. And then the price right. of Pandisal was going up. Inflation was going up. And that was what was happening. And p- consumers were getting fed up with the pandesal shrinking, no, it started the una pulasya, then again tap dalawang piso, and then again tap lum piso na, then tapos palit pa ng palit. So the consumers mm-hmm. started. So what we did, we analyzed what is it that the consumers want with the pandesal. So we studied the consumers' tastes and preferences, and we saw how can you differentiate it from the traditional pandesal. So we had to pack it in tens. That. Yung isa-isang piraso, bibilin mo, and then ibabalot, babalutin mm-hmm. ng papel. Yeah, Palutan oh. mo ng papel, in just a matter of 2-3 hours, matigas na yung pandesal mo. 
No? Pero pag binigyan mo siya, mainit siya, wow, masarap yan. For sure kasi mainit. Mm-hmm. But if you pack it in plastic, it has to be, hindi na siya mainit. When you pack it in plastic, otherwise, magpapoy siya. The thing is, you have to understand, if the consumer wants the pandesal hot, eh halos lahat naman ng consumers merong ano eh, oven toaster. Oh, even malilit, yeah. even the poor people, they have oven toasters. No? So they get the pandesal, ipap nila sa oven toaster, mainit na siya. So it's a hot pandesal. So but then, you have to make the pandesal in such a way that when you pop it in the oven toaster, hindi siya tumitigas na parang bato. Kasi pag bato siya, pag binato mo siya, parang yung sa Bible, no? pag may ginawas at kasalba yan, batuin mo ng, ng tinapay. Pag yung binato oh. mo, bubukol yun. Matigas mo. <laughs> no? So what's it, what's it, you you we, we reinvented it such that it gets crusty on the outside but still soft and chewy on the inside. We took yeah. to invent that. And then we, we started developing it. We looked at the improvers, the ingredients, the baking process, and then the packaging process and the distribution. And the product can now last seven days. Now, mm-hmm. One thing that we do in Gardenia, something, an innovation that none of our competitors can do. This is one thing that mm-hmm. nobody can do. We deliver date. every day to the stores. Yeah. When we deliver the bread, the next day we come to the store, Whatever was not sold, we pull out. We have wow. fresh stocks. So when the consumer looks, yeah. goes to the store, he always can get fresh bread. So to make sure mm-hmm. the consumer is aware, and we are aware that the breads in the stores are fresh, we created this lock that is on the, you put on the left. Mm-hmm. Right. That lock is called yeah. No. So for example, on a Monday, it's a tan. On a Tuesday, it's orange. So it's Tan, orange, yellow, blue, green, red, and white. Those are the seven colors. No, tan, orange, yellow, no, blue, green, red, no, and then so so and then and white. No, those are the seven colors of the gardenia locks. So if you see that the locks are the same color, that means they're all delivered fresh for the day. Whatever is not uh, sold during the day, we replace. Now, what do we do with those breads? We donate to charity. Some we convert to fish meal. Pagka, let's say, mga pit-pit na, no, or, or medyo na, na-crumple na siya along the way, those we convert into fish meal. And yung fish meal, products mm-hmm. that are converted to fish meal, they're sold to fish ponds like in, Pang, in Pangasinan, in Bulacan, the commercial fish ponds, no? And then they put there. So if you find the fish that was given gardenia, look for the logo, gardenia inside. Malambot yung isdam yun. <laughs> and then that's what that's what innovation for for um consumers who are very I don't know um they are very conscious on what they're buying and there are a lot of conscious buyers nowadays and I think uh, Gardenia did that innovation where you can really you can really check on the ex- you can see in the expiration date yeah. and you know that the bread is fresh because you'll know okay it's not going to be a month before before mm-hmm. this, you know, um, before you can right? eat it anymore, expires. So, and and knowing the story about how you um, sell this to fish farmers and 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 you know give it CSR also, it's actually a um, it has a, this very Filipino um, 
touch to it in how we run our business. Kasi pag Pinoy talaga, alam mong ano yan eh, there is, ano talaga, may puso talaga eh, pagdating yep. sa business. So you'll know na mapupunta sa CSR to and then you'll know how to um, use the product again. So sir, how did you, with with that, how did you think, oh okay, maybe pwede natin itong ibenta nga sa mga, sa mga yeah. fish, far, uh, fish farms or, oh, okay, so I think it's about time we put this locks. How was the process? Because that's actually one innovation. Naginaya na ng lahat eh. yeah, precisely. And it's everywhere. Oh, yeah. yeah, even even that bread that I was talking to you about, the Japanese, ano, may lock na rin eh. Kaya lang wala expiry yeah. date. Oh, the lock. <laughs> it's just the lock. They're color-coded, but they don't have seven colors. Yes, that's right. They have seven oh. colors. Wala expiry date. The week. Which describes expiry mm-hmm. date. So, and in our case, we are committed to pulling out our breads every day of delivery. Most of our competitors, they pull out the bread from the stores one or two days before the product expires. So that means the bread stays on the shelf for five days. The bread usually has seven days life. So they keep mm-hmm. it for five mm-hmm. or six days. In our case, maximum in two days. So we pull it out right away and we donate it to charity. Now, here's the good part. Mm-hmm. It's good to donate to charity. Yung mga, mga uh, tao dito, yung mga uh, feeding centers, no? and, and communities. Yeah. You know, these poor people, they know gardenia bread already. When they are working, you know, <laughs> marketing na naman. <laughs> they've been growing up, they were fed by gardenia, no? and they know gardenia, and they know the brand. So, it's sampling, it's tasting. No? Yes. For example, oh. Typhoon Yolanda, it dis- devastated summer later. All the bakeries were destroyed. There was no food. You cannot even cook rice. So we had to find ways to deliver truckloads of bread to Summer Leyte uh, using the ships that were available and gave it for free. You know what happened after when everything came back to normal? We were the market leader in Summer Leyte because the only bread they knew was <laughs> right, right. at the time they were suffering. No? And those are low-income uh, provinces. Now, Income still cannot afford gardenia. No. So we introduced a low-end brand. We introduced a low-end brand called New Bake, which is practically half the price of gardenia. But yeah. it's 400 grams lang. Gardenia is 600 grams. Okay. It's 400 grams. But when you look at the bread, they look the same size. Yeah, right. Uh-huh. Yeah. So you can sell it at a lower price. And it does not have all the premium ingredients like vitamins and minerals that you add to the gardenia brand. But that's good enough and th- as long as they can buy it at a lower price. Now, uh, mm-hmm. in, in the poor market, no, that's let's say you talk about the 50 million population who belong to the DE market segment. Now, these people mm-hmm. cannot afford the high price of gardenia, but if they buy gardenia once a year, once a year, that's good enough for them. Day, right. on Christmas time, or pag may fiesta, you know what they do? They yeah. display the loaf in the middle of their... Yes. Oh. Parang, yeah. parang, parang lechon eh, no? Parang lechon yung dating. <laughs> With the pack. No? Yeah. Christmas, New Year's, where you take photos oh. of your food, like your birthday. Yeah. And if you see yeah. that, that's 50 million people. 50 million loaves. Uh-huh. Imagine how many right. that is. Right. And that's only buying once a day. So you got to think of all of these things. Uh, do not give up. 
even if your premium price, you can still reach the market if they know. When we are distributed, let's say, nagkaroon ng flooding or nagkasunugan, no? Nagkasunugan isang lugar. We, our truck comes in, delivers bread free to those who are affected right away. Oh, pinipilaan agad yan. The only time hindi ka pinipilaan is pag yung kapilang nagdi-deliver ng mga uh, relief goods, artista yung namimigay. Lipat lahat sila doon sa artista. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I, I, I remember during uh, yung, yung start ng ano, nung, uh, yung mga, yung sharing, yung ginagawa sa ano, uh, UP Village. Pantries. Community pantry. Community pantry. I gave June a call. Remember this, June? Yeah. And he sent me a, a truckload of uh, bread uh, to donate dito sa church namin. The, ang ginawa ko, aside from the bread, pinarisan ko ng liver spread and uh, cheese. No? You can just imagine, no? It, the, oh. the, 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 the line went around the block just for the bread. Yeah. So the, the, the idea was, of course, when you do the jarful concept, even your marketing campaigns. No. Uh, oh, yeah. At the beginning, we did not have money. Our sales were only 138 million. So where will you get money for advertising? Nothing. So for three years, we did not advertise. How did we do? I noticed we that. We just Uh-oh. get the consumer to do the taste tests. No, we showed, gave it to the consumer, gradually print, promoting it to the target market. And then, so, and then when we had, came up, we had the volumes already, then we started doing a bit of advertising, no? And then started rolling out further, no? I did not use celebrities at the beginning to endorse my brand, no? I just uh, got the product, advertised product is the hero because the product is really the hero, not a celebrity. But if you're a challenger, you want to enter a market dominated by a market leader, you may have to use a celebrity to endorse your brand. Yeah. But if you have a great product, you don't need a celebrity to endorse your brand. No, your, your product will speak for itself. But you have to be very creative in all the things that you do. Uh, I'll, I'll share one more creative strategy that we do. We have these inflatable balloons. No, uh, uh-huh, you know, right. these giant balloons, 40 feet high. No, celebrity, let's say, Sinulog. No, you know, to get a Sinolo group to dance and perform, you need more than a million pesos. Come in, we just talk to. Oh. Yeah, you, we just talk to the branch of a bank that we are using. Sabi namin sa kanyang parking lot, pwede pa kami maglagay ng lobo dyan? Sige, sabi niya, maglagay ng lobo. <laughs> so hindi niya alam yung lobo namin, malaki pala, mas mataas pa sa bago niya. No? And then during the whole trepity, nakuna ng mga TV camera, nakita na lahat ng tao, and it did not cost us anything. You just have to oh, no. creative. <laughs> squatter, squatter lang kayo dun sa bangko. <laughs> For example, yung, uh, uh, during the time when people start going to the provinces, dati when people would go home to the, uh, for the undas, no? uh, they would travel. So we would put our balloon in the gas stations along S-Lex and N-Lex. Oh, no? right. Babayad mo uh-huh. lang. Kuryente lang ibabayad mo dun sa gas station because they're selling your bread there. So it becomes something that, and then you start giving away samples. That's free. When there is, for example, uh, uh, let's say Alay Lakad, or there is a marathon competition, no, you tell the organization, you will give free breakfast to the participants. So amin lang, mamimigay lang kami ng bread, at saka free coffee. No? And then in exchange, they allow us to put up our balloon. Our balloon is the biggest structure 
in the marathon. So everybody see and we even light it. Up. The one that looks like gardenia, the, the gardenia packaging, right? Yes, That's it looks the like the gardenia packaging. Yeah, I think I've seen one one or two of those already. Looks like, that would look like a mirage in, in the desert. How about that and take a selfie? And yeah, yes. Or, uh, then you post it on social media. That's free marketing. Yeah, right. yeah. You have you have a 40, 40 feet um um bre- yeah. uh, balloon and then that's it. Yeah, you just have to that's find cool. every way to try to enjoy what you're doing in marketing and innovating. Do things differently mm-hmm. from what competition is doing. Mm-hmm. Yung balloon is that original? No, ginaya lang namin yung San yeah. Miguel. You know, mm-hmm. it. Mm, right. 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 Yeah, it's a big right. wheel. Uh, oh. Yeah. Ngayon, mo, mas malaki pa. No? So, yeah, <laughs> it's more impact. Just do it, but do it better. No? Do yeah. it different. So, yes. that's a, those are the things that I always think of. Now, for example, market research. Market research is very expensive. If I'm going to do a mm-hmm. UAI study, it's going to cost me millions. So, what do I do? I just observe. I go to the supermarket mm. and observe consumers. What are they doing? And this is one thing I discovered at one time. I myself saw this. And then the, I saw the consumers, when they were looking at the different breads to choose which bread to buy, I would see them that they would be squeezing the bread. Pinipisapis. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so, so we found out that consumers wanted the bread to be soft. So mm-hmm. we loosened the packaging. So when the package, uh, the bread would tend to bend. No, when the if you stiffen the packaging, it stands up upright. But if you loosen the packaging, right. the bread bends. And if it bends, sila sabi ng consumer, uy. Magalang pa, para sinasabi niya, take me, take me, take me. Hindi <laughs> 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 nila ini-squeeze kasi nakikita lang mukhang malambot. No? And we did. You don't need to. Anymore. And the other thing that we did was bread originally were displayed in supermarkets na nakahiga. Yeah. Yung, oh, right. We changed that. Mm. We displayed the product upright. And now most, most breads are displayed upright. Even the new challengers, uh-huh. they display them upright. No? And that was again an innovation. What was it an original innovation? No. No. I learned that when I was in college that Sun Silk, uh, sorry, uh, that Sun Silk, that Johnson and Johnson baby shampoo, the no more tears, they developed the packaging so that it looks like a teardrop. And it has a very big flat yeah. face. So when you display it on the counter, it has a very big display space. Hey, mga competitors ko, did you display the bread? What do you see? The bottom. Your whole body and your face. So, and your packaging, the biggest part of your packaging is the length of the packaging. So, we display the bottom, display the upright. So, that's how we display the product. All upright. No? So, nakikita to rin ng consumer, yan ang magandang tinapay. Yes. And then they buy it. And then if you keep changing it every day, they smell the aroma. No? Oh. Okay. Uh, you smell. Is that original? Not original. 
no? When before uh no hindi pa uso yung mga bahol ng usok, when you smell barbecue being grilled on the side street, mapapatigil ka, bibili ka eh. Kasi lasa ng barbecue, yes. no? No? That's why Mamilasal, yan yung sikreto niya eh. Naamot niyo yung, yeah, right. yung kanyang ginigrill na chicken sa parking lot kasi nandun sila sa parking lot. Mm. No? That's how you can mm. wait. You smell food, you get hungry. You smell coffee, you want to have a cup of coffee. You smell bread, you want to have breakfast. So, mm-hmm. so yeah. the bread had to have an aroma. Kaya hindi na-seal oh. completely on top. Because if you seal it completely, the aroma will not escape from the bread. You want the aroma from inside the bread to escape so the consumers will smell the bread. That's the wrong. So, if you ask consumers through a survey, what are the things that you look for in a bread? They will tell you a lot of things. But some of the things do not know. One, they did not know that they wanted aroma. But when they smelled it, yes. Subliminal pala. No? What I want. <laughs> no? they, they did not want... To, you know, the, the, the unconsciously, in, in all the surveys, the softness never came out. But you see that through observation because they were squeezing the bread, looking for the soft bread. The other thing is, the consumers would like the bread to be maputi. No? Maputi. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. No? Ewan ko, kaya nga siguro dito mabili yung mga pamputi sa skin ng girls, no? Gluta. But in other countries, they want to brown. Gardenia in Malaysia, yeah. no, and in other countries is actually darker than the gardenia in the Philippines. That's because the Filipinos like it lighter. So you have to adapt to what the consumers right. want. Right. I think mm-hmm. it's more on because the darker bread usually is the sunog na bread, right? Yeah, so sure. when yes. it's lighter, it's yeah. like, ah, no, this one will taste better because this is baked just right. Yeah, I'm, like just, I'm just I'm just Sorry, curious. Oh. Why two sizes? Ah, okay, that's a very good question. Why two? Sizes? Oh. our size in other countries is only the small one, 400 gram. Ah, okay. The, the size of the family in the in in those countries is three people lang, two persons mm-hmm. people lang sila. No, dito sa atin we have five in the family. So yung malaki is perfect for five in the family. So that's what they want that. And oh. nakasanayan din ng mga Pinoy, yung malalaki. But we still prefer yeah. the smaller pack because that's our international size. At the same time, no, since you want to buy bread that's fresh, we want you to actually buy the smaller size. No? So that right. you can keep buying. But syempre, will you want to go to the store all the time? Okay. So they end up buying the big one. So you offer one at once. Tapos ano eh, yung uh, from the things you uh, have been telling us, uh, you favor parang ano eh, no? you, you favor yung ano yung mass survey uh, based on your observations rather than FGDs or focus group discussions. Uh, we also do those. We also, I use also do we that. We also do that. We also do focus. Actually, every quarter we have a, a survey. We monitor uh-huh. market shares, we monitor consumer preferences, consumer satisfaction, the changes in the behavior. Because we monitor this, we do a market survey every quarter. Now, but we also do observation. I am sharing the concept of observation because of the people who are listening to us. That's the thing you can do right away. And then it can give you conviction. But please, you have to also to talk to the consumer. Yung slogan na masarap ba kahit walang palaman, 
was something that came from a carpenter who I met in a supermarket. No? Oh. We, were, we were trying to translate the the name, our slogan, international slogan, so good you can even eat it on its own. If you say slowly, oh. so good you can even eat it on its own. But you know, George, who's very good in, in English and diction, can say so good you can even eat it on its own fast. When I was saying it, I've been saying that many times, I still nabubulunan pa rin ako. Ang haba kasi. How can we translate that actually, in Pinoy? Yeah. So, direct translation, masarap, pwede mo siyang kainin na siya lang. Oh. Ayan yung impact nun, parang mahina, walang the thing. Until, hanap ng idea, until I met this carpenter who went to the uh, SM, and he was very dirty. Ang nakachinelas siya na puro alikapok pa yung chinelas siya, parang obviously galing siya sa nag- nagalo ng construction site. Construction site. <laughs> Dire-diretso siya pumasok sa SM, tapos kinuha niya yung isang tinapay sa shelves namin, tapos dire-diretso siya sa checkout counter. Akala ko, shoplifter. Sinunod niya. Sinunod niya naman, tapos siya shoplift, tinapay pa. Sinunod niya. Tapos nandun siya sa checkout counter, kinausap ko. Mama, bakit po yan ang binibili ninyo? Di po ba mahal yan? Sabi ko sa kanya. Galit niya. O nga, ang mahal-mahal nito. Sabi niya, gano? Ang mahal-mahal nito. Pero, ito yung gusto ng mga anak ko eh. Sa light, sa light ng aking kinikita, ito upos hanggang dulo. Walang nasasayang. At masarap pa siya kahit walang palaman. Yun. <laughs> Ayun, slow. Perfect, perfect. Natahimik ako, eh, nagbayad na siya. Kung nahabot siya sana siya, di sana may royalty pa siya hanggang ngayon. <laughs> I don't even remember the guy's face, but, you know, para bang an angel from heaven just told me, wow, that's the slogan you're gonna use. No? And, is your bread expensive? Actually, ang mahal yung palaman. Kung masarap yung palaman, mm, right. yung palaman, flavored loaves. And we developed oh. the one. Now we're even selling palaman. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Tsaka yung mga, yung mga, ano nyo, mga sandwiches nyo na, di ba, uh, with chocolate or whatever. We temporarily stopped that because walang school. Oh, well, that's cool. Ah, right, right. Yeah, since it's produced in an automated plant, marami na po produce yan. So, hindi kaya yung volume with our remaining market. So, pag umpisa ng school, we will reintroduce it again. Grabe, ano? So, you keep innovating, introducing products, and doing things differently from the way the consumers were doing it in the past. Um, I want to ask how the pandemic has changed your business. Um, I remember I was, yeah. the time at the start of the pandemic that people were panicking because they don't, they can't find the bread. And when they meant that, they meant like gardenia. Oh, yeah. I could find we like, can't. like you, you can you can look for posts on Facebook na, yeah. guys, dito my gardenia. That was the meme because at that time yeah, I was gonna ask they the were thing, all because it was a big thing. Yeah. Oh, it was yeah, a big yeah, thing they that were all when, when, when the specific, yeah, was pandemic. That? So how did pandemic the pandemic change the way that um you produce your bread or or 
has it affected your business in any way? Well, the pan- well basically during the uh, panic buying season, even the government right. limited the number of loaves that consumers can buy to only two. The government, please do not limit them because we can supply. lang. There are times when uh, so many people will buy. No, so much, yes. and then no bush yung normal stock, the supermarket. But we will basically right. try to replenish within the day. No, but uh, now, uh, uh, now yeah. uh, we, we there's sufficient stock already now. We we already- yeah now now it's there's no more shortage. I, I remember the time that there was a limit of two per customer. People would bring two uh, two people would go per family so that they can buy four. That's, that's how much they wanted the, the stock. Yeah. Yeah, like every family mem- member you can bring so that you can like like Buy haul TV, everything. Right? Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Like, and and yeah. back on the question, um, how, uh, the, the logistics part, because you were mentioning about the delivery, right? And there were like news about like some of the deliveries being um, halted, I think, because of, you know, checkpoints, okay, and and there are areas that were like really on lockdown that nobody can get in or get out. So uh, to piggyback on uh, Jarell's question, how did it? How did you guys operate or survive 2020? Because it was it was crazy actually. For a lack of better words, it's crazy. Tell, tell them about how business was in 2020. This is surprising, really. Yeah, in 2020, we had a record high sales. Had still had money and they were buying like mad. But now they don't don't have to overstock their pantry. Supplies there, we are available even in sari sari stores, no, even in convenience Mm. stores. So you can easily find it everywhere. No, the only problem we have now is people cannot go to the supermarkets because of restrictions, their limitations. Mm -hmm. That affects the supply, no. But anyway, if uh, we have an oversupply, whatever we, is there, we pull it out the next day and donate it to the pantries mm-hmm. and donate it to the poor communities. Mm-hmm. We, we, now, now bread is wasted. No, we, uh, mm-hmm. Zero waste. Yeah. Uh, and those that were, let's say, in a pit pet no, or the damage, we, we convert those into fish meal. No, like I said earlier. Now, the thing is, we have six factories all over the Philippines. And all these factories are operating at full capacity. And if necessary, before this pandemic ends, we don't think it's going to end next year. Before the pandemic ends, we will put up more factories. So we really? can supply the, the increasing demand that will come after the pandemic. So the idea is no. wow. factories all over the Philippines. So we have a factory in Mindanao, in Cagayan de Oro. Factory mm-hmm. in Cebu, a factory in Laguna that supplies Metro Manila, no, a factory in Pampanga that supplies Metro Manila and North Luzon, and a backup factory uh, also in uh, in Tarlac. No, and we have another factory, two factories actually in Laguna, no, to to supply Metro Manila and Southern Luzon. So we have this, uh, and we can uh, still add more factories on a need basis. Mm-hmm. That's how confident you are about uh, the outlook for next yeah. year, in spite of the pandemic. Yeah. But when we started, when I joined the company, mm-hmm. we had one factory that can only produce 2,000 loaves per hour. No? 
and now? Now, well, well, we have a lot. We can produce a million loaves and buns a day. Mm-hmm. You know, Maybe. I remember a friend of mine uh, during the early days of uh, Gardenia, uh, she's based in Palawan. Uh, she uh, She's a marine scientist with the MSI. They buy their Gardenia in Davao. Uh-huh. Oh. And bring it all the way to Palawan just and uh, that's yung uh, I think I told you this before 7 days na raw hindi pa raw sira. Actually, no? masarap din daw. It's really best before 7 days. But if you want your bread mm-hmm. to last longer like the marines, the those yeah. in the ships, they put the bread in their freezers. In the freezer. Oh. Yeah. Yung, heard about it that. It can last you for months. No? Uh-huh. Oh. In the ref, it can last you for a few more weeks. Beyond the mm. no? But if you keep it in the open, seven days long usually in life. But because uh-huh. gardenia is untouched by hand, it can actually last uh-huh. longer than seven days. If the bread is produced by hand, every time somebody touches the dough, the bread, the dough, uh-huh. no? it's right. one day shall life. Oh! Ganun yun. Wow. Siyempre, yung hand, pinapawisan yun eh. Yes. Grabe, the acidity no? of, of of your of of your palms and mm. and Sir June, how about now? Like everything is is online na, no? So so kung di ka nga makapunta ng supermarket, you can get your groceries in apps, right? So um, meron na stand alone like your app ninyo or uh, sorry stand alone um online sites or e-commerce. Um, is that where Gardenia is going? Also, like going e-commerce enough um in 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 selling the all of your all of your breads well we had other we have territorial distributors located everywhere to cover the small stores mm-hmm. these are the sari sari stores they only buy five loaves no so mm-hmm. so you need smaller trucks to cater to these smaller stores now also they're mm-hmm. returning to those online resellers they're they also like to resell breads, so they can sell online within their community. But we have uh, professionalized this some more. Supermarkets are now selling gardenia online. No, even the market yeah. has uh, gardenia online. No, uh, and yeah. by next week we will have Lazada and Shopee. No, maybe uh, oh. Mart will also be carrying gardenia already this November. So we've rolled out so that the consumers can find our products. The problem always is with the flavors and the specialty loaves. Because not all supermarkets Mm -hmm. have it. And we don't deliver so many uh, stocks to the supermarket because because of the demand. But some consumers, suddenly there's a big demand for a raisin loaf or an ube cheese loaf or or a chocolate loaf. Now, if they want that or a black forest loaf, then at least they can order it online. And we're going to do that already now. Oh. We have an online operation already. My goodness. Amazing. Yeah. yeah it's so really amazing. Fast. You know, Go fast. Yeah. You know, That's uh, right. Actually. Uh, um, uh, we were supposed to uh, do this interview for only 30 minutes. Uh, we could go on and on. No? Uh, hey. But... Uh, <laughs> Knowing your time also, June. But, you know, uh, I, I just want to ask you this question because I remember you, you said this to the high school students uh, when you gave a talk uh, last year. Uh, uh, when you said you were looking at a plane, someday I'm going to be in that plane. 
Remember that? Yeah. Yeah. Remember oh, that? but uh, that is a very inspirational thing uh, about uh, uh, living your dream and uh, getting into your dream. Can you tell us about that? Because that's very inspirational. Basically, what I uh, what I tell people is this: always set your vision for your long-term dream. What do you? How do you see yourself 20 years from now in full living color? Do you want to? And uh, what is it that you want? Uh, like in my case, I said to myself, someday my long-term dream when I was in college, you know, I said this: mm-hmm. I am going to be lying down on the beach with very nice shorts, you no, know, holding a piña colada with an umbrella and a waiter behind waiting on me, and I am on the beach. Mm-hmm. And the best part was I own the beach. And that's what I wanted, <laughs> no? Uh, and that's so all I wanted. And I was able to almost buy that, but only I it wasn't the right thing. When I get old and I am in a beach and I own the beach, I will be far from a hospital. So if I have to be in yeah. the hospital, oh. it's good. <laughs> and then there was the gave me a better story. He was walking along Alabang Sapote Road. And then, uh, because he was poor, and he said to himself, he saw a plane fly Oh, uh, I'm sorry, he was in a farm. He was in a farm. And then they were planting rice with his fa- family. And then a plane flew by. And he said to himself, someday I'm going to ride that plane. That's what he said. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he worked very hard so he can afford to ride such a plane. And then when he was already successful in business, he was walking along Alabang Sapote Road. And he was walking past Ayala Alabang. And he said it, he was living in a in a middle-income community, and he said, someday I'm going to live in this Ayala Alabang village. And he said that dream for himself. Now he has five houses in Ayala Alabang with his and his business is pest control. Imagine? Pest control, huh? And he has such a... Rat killer. (laughs) And uh, when he was a salesman, he was selling equipment for for I think yung mga tractors, no? and the business collapsed and he got laid off. When he got laid off, he talked to the owner, what products do you have that I can uh, take over and sell for my, and I started business. He was told, oh, ito, yung pang fumigate ng mga insekto, yung mga nag-aaraw, nagbubuga ng usok, pampatay ng insekto. Sabi niya, sige, akin na lang, I will distribute that. And he started selling it one unit at a time. Now, he's the biggest distributor of those fumigants and he has his own pest control company. So he sells equipment. Now he's a filter rich guy. Wow. But he said, simple thing, hard work. Not big yes, work. Mm-hmm. If that other guy is smarter than you, and I do this, I am not smart. No, it's like George, he's very, he's a lot smarter than me. No. I have to work harder than him in order for me to become more successful. If he can do it in four hours and it requires me eight hours, I will do it for eight hours. It doesn't matter how long it took me to do it as long as I can do it like he does, but better I can do it better than him. Uh And that's that's how it is. So you don't have to be endowed with knowledge, but all what you can endow yourself with is dedication and hard work. And that's what you need to do, especially now with this pandemic. People are doing nothing at mm-hmm. all. Find something to yes. do. No, create a small business, sell something, do this, do that, and then you can succeed. No, now I know a lot of people who can make excellent cakes. 
So if I want yeah. a strawberry cake, uh -huh. I buy it from that house. If I want a cheesecake, I buy it from the other house. And now later on, mm -hmm. they can grow, they can become, that's how uh, how the Red Ribbon started. And that's yeah, how right. It was just here around the corner. Red yeah. Ribbon was just uh, around the corner, right? Yeah. In there you are. And that's how it is. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Very nice. You know, June, uh, I, I, I hope uh, I hope we could invite you again. This has been a uh, not only an inspiring uh, session, but uh, I don't know, it, it's so engaging. Uh, you are such an yes. engaging speaker. I can imagine your, your students in La Salle. Uh, for once, La, uh, La Salians are learning something really uh, relevant. <laughs> Because of you, <laughs> I, I am 68 years old. I, I don't know why they still let me teach there. Most of my colleagues have retired, and they're still letting me teach there. But uh, not as a regular faculty anymore, just as a consultant. So uh, uh -huh. whatever money I earn there, it's donated to charity. <laughs> but you know, uh, I'm 67, and I I, I still teach uh, Patsy and the rest of the guys in Cutprint, and uh, mm -hmm. uh, it it uh, boggles my mind uh, how I can still get contracts from different companies uh, in spite of my age, when uh, most of our classmates are already retired. Right? I guess that's the reason why we we don't get sick. That's your passion and dedication. Don't forget yeah. the word passion for everybody. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Passion is the one that drives you. It's that strong burning desire in you. When it's there, creativity will come in. All these things, like innovation yeah. will come in. All the hard work will come in. And it makes you very active and alive. And very happy. Yes. Yeah. And very happy. And very happy. Amen. Mm -hmm. Amen. So with that, uh, you know, uh, th that's a really golden piece of advice. And uh, hopefully uh, one of these days we can invite June again. Uh, to grace our masterclass and uh, tell us more about uh, what's happening in the bread industry. Thank you, June, for uh, uh, joining us today. It's a weekend, I know. Uh, just uh, give my best to Puchet and the rest of the family. Thank, Thank you. you. All right. And of course, uh, uh, ladies and gentlemen, well, we're going to have another episode. Uh, next episode, we've invited the president of Air Asia Philippines uh, to be with us. Uh, another success story, uh, he was in telecoms, all the, well, he was in Colgate, Palmolive, and then went to telecoms, and then now he's, he's in the airline industry. So it's going to be a very interesting story again. Uh, we'll see you again next week here on Masterclass. Thank you, good night, God bless, and ad maiorem de gloria. <laughs>